0: Hello, I'm Sean Gilligan and in this week's episode we're going to discuss coronavirus and its impact on both people and the economy. The coronavirus outbreak which originated in China has infected tens of thousands of people and businesses are now counting the costs. If an economy is growing then generally this means more wealth and more jobs and it's already showing that coronavirus is impacting the world economy especially China, where the virus started off. Just last week, we've seen the stock market decline in tumbles not seen since the financial crisis of 2008. Because of the growing fears around coronavirus, customers are buying less and people are choosing to avoid activities that might expose them to risks of infection, such as going out shopping or indeed travelling abroad. For example, car sales in China have fallen sharply, dropping by 92% during the first half of February. Apple, one of the tech giants, has said that its sales have been affected by lower customer demand. The travel industry has been massively impacted with people cancelling business trips and holidays. Airlines are cutting flights. It's not all doom and gloom, and indeed, one of our customers, Racket Benzaker, for example, has had a boost in sales due to the massive demand for detal and disinfectant products. And indeed, the price of gold has risen. It's often considered a safe haven in times of uncertainty. One of the most interesting phenomena around the coronavirus is the need for distance between people. And so there's a big remote working experiment being conducted. And just today, as part of a business continuity plan, Web Anywhere has closed its UK office with staff working from home. And touch word we've had no major incidents and people have been able to get on with their day to day work. We'll look to shut down our Polish office for a day and have staff work from home there next week. Now, not everyone can work remotely. It does depend on your job type and industry. But for those who can, technology has evolved massively in the last five years to enable this to happen. Whilst most payments are now done electronically, if you're getting checks arriving in the office, you might need to think about redirecting that to somebody's home office on a short term basis. One of the things that working remotely makes clear is that if you're not managing people well, it becomes even more obvious when they're working remotely. Managers need to think about what they really want their staff to achieve within a week and how they're going to check in. Of course, people will be pinging back and forth emails. There'll be video conferences which are held live, but asynchronous voice notes, videos, and screencasts can also help foster greater communication and a better gelling of the business for getting work done. When you've got everybody working remotely, you've got to be output focused, not process focused, and make it explicit what the expectations are. Quite a lot of major companies in Asia are already requiring employees to work remotely amidst the outbreak of coronavirus And quite a lot of businesses and managers do believe that some people are as productive, if not more productive, working from home. So this massive working from home experiment will be interesting. Will some of the businesses go remote forever and not go back to the office? When it comes to customers, we shouldn't assume that all clients have tools such as Slack, Zoom, Skype, or indeed a product that I've created, watch and learn. And so there's going to be a learning curve for customers And we need to help customers on that journey where they don't have those digital skills. And all businesses really need to think hard about what can be accomplished remotely and what can't. You've also got to think about security issues. Obviously, people working at home are in a different environment and perhaps there's other people who can see what they're doing. And therefore, there is a concern around security, undoubtedly. For factories, restaurants, retail and more, working from home may not be a feasible option amidst an outbreak. If you think about factories, people need to be physically there to do the work. And if you look at China, you can see how the world economy has been affected by the lack of manufactured goods coming out of China due to the current crisis. And if you're a supermarket or a hotel, what are you going to do? Are you going to shut down? And if so, what are the protocols going to be for keeping your employees and your customers safe? All businesses need to think about policies and procedures when it comes to the coronavirus outbreak. And at what point they're going to send staff home to work remotely or indeed they're going to shut down the office. They also need to think about how they're going to pay their staff during this short term crisis. Optimistically, we need to hope that the coronavirus peaks in May and then dies down as the summer kicks in. We also hope that the medical research and technology companies are out to find a vaccine. And by next year, this is available for the masses. Trade shows have been cancelled. Indeed, the Geneva Motor Show has been cancelled. The Premier League may also be cancelled. These are sacrifices that we'll have to make if we're going to beat this coronavirus I do feel sorry for people on zero hours contracts, perhaps that work in factories. I hope that those businesses in question and the government help and support these people get through these tough times ahead. Thank you for listening to this episode on the coronavirus, the effect on people and the economy. And you can find my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and SoundBranch. Thanks for listening and bye for now.